All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the long-off fifth session of Star Trek Groundskeepers. Now, it has been a while, so just as a reminder, this is a unique game of Star Trek Adventures in that all of the players are Undine, or as you might know them, Species 8472. Uh, we are all part of the faction that you saw in the fourth episode of the fifth season of Voyager. And uh, sort of how the events have transpired. Um, they used to be on a two-year mission just into the Delta Quadrant. But now the Groundskeepers faction has sort of expanded. And they're just sort of going around like Starfleet are. So good things there. Uh, what this means, though, is that the timeline, uh, if you are in quote-unquote ELH canon... Uh, that means that Groundskeepers is happening at the same time as Fenrir, Matahari, and October. And speaking of October, these lovely gentlemen had a cameo a few weeks ago. So if you want to catch up on those, though you don't really need to, uh, you can find the VODs for everything on YouTube and most of the popular podcast solutions. Uh, the only really announcement I have this week is that we are still doing Extra Life on the channel. Uh, that goes through to November 7th. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, you can check out the links below the stream. But with that said, let's uh, have my two players introduce themselves, starting with John. Hi, uh, my name is John. Uh, I had to make sure I wasn't on mute. Uh, I play Tabaris, uh, the a um, little bit more carefree uh, Undine of the group. Um, and uh, I am I am Chubby Cobalt Gaming. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into this. And I'm Brian. I play Rez, the uh, yeah, clearly becoming more neurotic uh, half of our uh, co-captaining group. Um, and yeah, I'm also very much looking forward to getting into this. Very nice. And if you don't know me, I'm ELH, the game master for this lovely crew. And with that said, let's go ahead and run the introduction. And welcome back. So something I like doing with all my Star Trek games especially is having the players do an opening monologue. And that means today we have one from Tabaris himself. So John, take it away. Tabaris log. Because I don't want to call it anything else. Uh, Stardate 90824.6 uh, You know, things are going fairly well. Uh, the Troust is... Uh, currently investigating a strange repeating signal coming out from an area of space that was near a former supernova. So that might be interesting. Uh, you know, might just be a pulsar, but we're going to check it out all the same. In other news, uh, you know, Boothby uh, has relayed that the uh, Kershi are doing pretty well. So, you know, maybe me and Rez are doing something right. Uh, Deep Space October is going to be done in a few months. That would be nice to go over there and just... Uh, 
hang out for a little while. There's a lot of uh, Odin over there, so it could be good. And maybe we'll get some R&R. So look forward to meeting a lot more humans. Well, we'll see. Uh, Tabris out. All right. So our first scene, of course, is going to be in the interior of the Troust. Uh, both of you are at your stations. And uh, Troust herself, or at least the avatar for Troust, is uh, doing something a little bit strange. Now, when I say strange, you have to remember this is in the context of the Undine. So Troust, the entity, uh, which is your ship, is actually whistling. And it's not like a, an annoying thing. It's just every once in a while she'll like go into like a uh, almost like a hills are alive with music type whistling thing. And I think that that's where we'll start our first scene today. You sound happy, Trous. And uh, she actually sort of uh, twirls on the spot. Uh, I forget what what is the actress's name in the in that uh, that play. I forget. Julie Andrews. Yes, her. She sort of twirls on the spot and uh, says, "Well, um, I must admit, I I've been digging into the the human culture, and uh, I'm very fascinated by this this opera and this this whistling and." This whole musical genre, like we don't have anything like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like somewhere over the rainbow. And uh, I think Troust actually launches into uh, a good rendition of it. Of course, I'm not going to try it because I'll butcher it. Um, but it's actually very nice. Like I don't know if uh, you ever heard Lady Gaga do it, but Lady Gaga does an amazing uh, set of it. Uh, but it's it's quite good. Like almost pitch perfect. Um, with a lot of emotion behind it, and it's right about then that Rez, as you're listening to this, you notice that there is something going on with the Troust itself, um, specifically that the engine room, and it's nothing major, the engine room is peaking at 102% efficiency, and it's only while she's singing. While she's singing, it's 102, when it goes back to normal, stays at 100 well, we should maybe we should get you like a like some sort of music uh, player because it seems to improve your efficiency, trust. And she kind of looks in over the, at in you. In the 20th century, uh, humans use this uh, little uh, music device called a zoom. A, a zoom? What? What? Uh, what? Uh, a zoom? A zoom? What? What? What is it? What does this do? Uh, I think it. Uh, I have to. I have to look it up. I'll, I'll see if I can replicate one. Yes, I, I would be very much interested in this. I, I don't understand why. Why can't we just play music through the ship? Oh, because well, it allows you to listen to music without other people hearing what you're listening to. But you have a really good point. We should just put music on the ship. Yeah. Um, do you think you can program some music? I mean, I, I'm sure I can figure out some way that we could. I mean, there's, there must be. We have, we still have that human database, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he he. Uh, Tabris reaches into his lunchbox and uh, pulls out uh, uh, a memory device of some sort and tosses it over to Res. And I'd like Ooh. to imagine it's probably like an old like USB, like it's yeah, <laughs> just probably. a jump drive that you toss over. <laughs> right. I'll um, I'll figure this out, uh, and uh, I'll get back to you. 
And it's right about then that oh, it's right about then that Troust actually stops singing, and she says, "Oh, um, well, we uh, we're here, and uh, it's not a pulsar. Uh, here, let me put it on the main viewer." And uh, appearing on the main viewer is the following. And let me make sure the stream can see everything, and then I'll describe what you're seeing. All right. So what you see uh, before you is a very large uh, ship uh, where the back of the ship is almost like a Star Destroyer from Star Wars, where it's sort of trapezoidal and comes to a point. But emanating out from the triangular sides is a massive ring. Uh, Two rings, in fact. One that is uh, about the size of... Eh, maybe about a sizable space station in circumference, so it goes far out ahead of the main drive section. But then on the interior, there's a much smaller ring um, that is a little bit more bulkier. So there's a space between the inner and the outer ring. But what you're really paying attention to is the fact that across the surface of this ship or this station, whatever it is... There are are what are, for lack of a better term, giant crabs. And these crabs, you know, standard, you know, uh, outlook for a crab where you have, I think it's six legs or eight legs, the two claws, uh, sort of that antenna-like eye. And they're all sort of dark in color. Their main bodies are almost like jet black, but their claws and their eyes are bright, bioluminescent white. And they're just sort of crawling over, over the station uh, not really paying you any mind. Uh, Trust, is this the origin of that repeating signal we're investigating? Uh, yeah. You think it's a distress call? Well, I mean, I wonder. I, let's, uh, let's, let's ping him. Let's send him a hail. All right. And to get you guys some momentum, we're actually going to make this a task. Let me just make sure I remind myself which that is. Uh, let's see. Go ahead and do me a control and engineering. And then, John, if you could do the trials communication and engineering. Uh, this is just a difficulty of zero. All right, so that's already one success. And one success from the trial. So you guys start off with two momentum. Very nice. So, yeah, uh, you send out a uh, sort of a hail, and you do get a reply back, uh, audio only for the moment, but uh, a voice uh, mechanical in nature. Can't really tell if it's male or female. It's kind of androgynous, but the voice says, uh, Hello, uh, this is the uh, IKV... Uh, sorry, uh, I don't have records of what this ship used to be called. Um but uh, maybe you can help me. Uh, my crew has been lost. And it's very obvious that as the voice continues that to put it in my, what might be a polarizing sort of comparison, if every, any of you have ever encountered someone with dementia or someone where their memory isn't that great, it kind, you kind of get that feel from the person where they don't necessarily know their own mind. Huh. Um, well, we, we see a bunch of um, beings sort of, um, if you'll pardon the word, scuttling around the outside of your ship. Um, is, this, uh, is this your crew or are these aggressors? Should we be, should we be concerned on your behalf? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but 
I do know that they're not supposed to be out there on the hull. I, I do know they're supposed to be in their rooms? Cages? I'm not sure. Huh. Uh, Terrors, take a look at those that, that those those um those sections on the interior ring. Would you say those look like? I feel like they might be some sort of holding cells. You're you're better. You're more security oriented than I am. Well, the, there are seven of them, and there 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 are seven of those sections. Ah, uh, so so maybe the 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 what. Are they? Sorry, the, the crabs? Is that what we're, we're going we're to roll with? Maybe the uh, crabs should, should be in the... In the... I, I prefer we call them Sebastians. Sebastian. Uh, sure, Sebastians. That sounds about right. Okay. Um, uh, uh, let, let, you know, uh, Tavris is going to spend a little bit of time like looking at one of their behaviors and, and seeing whether or not they're just... Like, yay, I'm free. Let's walk around the let's walk around this ship. Or are they like attacking actively it? attacking it? Yeah. Uh go ahead and roll me an insight into security, and uh, I'm gonna make this a difficulty of two. And yeah, of course I'll spend a momentum. All right. Because I'm Tapris. And let's see. Constantly watching when you attempt to detect danger or hidden enemies. Mm -hmm. Reduce the difficulty by one. I would give you uh, that. Uh, that would apply. So yeah, your difficulty would be only a one here. All right. Oh! And somehow you still do not get any successes. So I think what happens is... And you get a threat. And I get a threat. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so what happens is uh, you sort of look intently at some of the crab creatures, or the Sebastians, sorry, that's the name for them, the Sebastians, <laughs> where you're sort of looking at them, and you see that they're sort of like, they're not like ripping off parts of the hull, but they're definitely like picking at it and pulling, uh, pulling up panels, but not like ripping them off. Now what that means, you're not sure. You just see that they are, quote-unquote, messing with the hull of this uh, facility. Um, yeah, I can't tell, Rez, but maybe they're foraging for food. Hmm. Um, uh, what did you think of the, what did you think of the person on the line? Like, do they sound normal? Should we? Not quite all there, but maybe we should pay them a visit. Yeah, let's, maybe let's, uh, uh, trust reopen the channel? Sure. Uh, channel uh, open. Uh, IKV, uh, you're not sure. Um, we're gonna we're gonna transport over because uh, it sounds like you may be suffering some sort of uh, confusion, and we're we're concerned on your behalf. How does that sound? Transport over? What? Uh... Oh, you wish to meet me in person? Uh, yeah, we just it sounds like you might be in some distress, and so. No, no, I'm I'm not in any distress. Um. There's something important I should be doing. Something very, very important. Uh, yeah, and that, that lack of recollection concerns us. So we're just going to come over. I mean, if you don't want us to, let, let me know. But otherwise, we'll have our ship transport us over. 
I think. Hold on. It's okay. You already agreed to it just a few minutes ago. Uh, this, I see what you're doing there, John. <laughs> uh, the voice, you know, kind of goes wishy-washy where they, they say something that doesn't quite come across the comms, but eventually they say, right, transport, um, could, could I come to you? Uh, sh- sure. Um, although it seems like if you're, if you and your ship are in distress, you'd want us to come over there rather than you coming over here. But yeah, we can, we can bring you over here. There's, um, I, I think it's important that I come to you rather than the other way around. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, that's not at all concerning on my end. Tabris, get a weapon. Um, oh, yeah, already got it. So, yeah, no, any time. We'll, we'll lower our shields, won't we, Troust? And Troust just sort of looks to and says, I never raise them. Even better. All right, so uh, do you guys want to actually roll for the transport task to maybe get momentum, or shall I just have uh, the individual beam over? Oh, I think Rez is ready for a double complication roll. <laughs> you know what? Now that you've said it, we're going to do it. So gearing up. This is going to be a control engineering, and the ship will assist you with sensors engineering. Uh, the difficulty total on this is going to be a two. Uh, transporter replicators is a focus. Most definitely. And what was the ship assisting with? Sorry. Uh, the ship is assisting with a commu- uh, a sensors and engineering. I'm going to, uh, because I want us to get more momentum, I'm going to spend that momentum that we okay. do have. Sounds get logical. Third, get a third dice. We got to spend momentum to make momentum, right? That's- mm-hmm. Yeah. Got right. one from the ship. Yeah, one from the ship. So all we need is, all right, so you get that momentum right back. Very nice. So we sort of go back to the interior of the Troust, and uh, materializing in the transporter room is somewhere between a uh, android and somewhere between almost like a full-on robot. And what I mean by that is they're not really humanoid-shaped, at least not in the way you would normally expect. Uh, of course, they still have a head, two arms, and a torso, but instead of legs, they sort of hover off the ground, being propelled by some sort of anti-gravity unit. Um, they have, like, mechanical pauldrons that are projecting, um, or at least appear to be attempting to project, uh, a series of holographic glyphs and other sorts of displays. Um, the torso itself is definitely mechanical in nature, uh, in that it either looks like this is a purely mechanical being, or that they are wearing a very advanced suit of armor. Um, it's very form-fitting, very angular, uh, made out of almost like pearlescent white. And then the head is either helmeted or, again, artificial in nature. Uh, of note of the head, it kind of has almost like a, a rim that comes across the front. Uh, if you'll imagine, almost like a V formation that comes off uh, where a visor would be. And uh, they sort of look around as as they materialize and... Um, I'm curious, would you both be there to meet them? Would you still be in the main bridge? Oh, no, I'm definitely going to be there to meet them. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know whether or not Rez is coming. Well, I, I just did the transport. Also, I want to look at what the transport data says, because theoretically I should now know whether they're part, uh, whether they're all mechanical, part mechanical. Is this a guy in a suit? Is it just a, a heart in a, is it a cyborg? What's going on? All right. Uh, I tell you what, if you give me the one momentum, I will answer that question. 
Oh, that was hard one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's actually interesting, Rez. What you're seeing is a fusion. Like, it does have a heart. It does have a brain. Mm. But at the same time, that brain and that heart are semi-artificial in nature. Uh, to make a comparison... You know how in one of the Mass Effect 3 endings, like, there's the green wave, quote-unquote, and right. suddenly everything is both artificial and organic at the same time? That's what you're seeing here, where it's a fusion unlike you've ever seen before. And that's saying something, because the Undine are masters of biology, and even this is new to you. Uh, this is so cool. Yeah, in which case I'm also there in the door, like, whoa, I gotta see this thing. But yeah, the uh, the individual uh, kind of looks around as they're finished materializing and says, this is nice. Um, hello, um, my name... Welcome to our ship. I'm, I'm Tabris, this is Rez. Uh, Tabris, Rez, hi. I am Tim... Well, Tim, oh, welcome to the Trust. It's great to meet you, Tim. Yes, um, it's good to meet you too. Um, Listen, Tim, I don't, I don't want to pry, but you seem to be a little, has a little tentative. Um, do you mind if I do like a quick, just a quick engineering scan? I just want to, just want to see if there's maybe there's something wrong uh, that we could, we could at least tell you about, or maybe offer to help with. Rez, he's just being timid. No, no, I, I I think there might be something wrong. You you could go ahead and do your scan, that's okay. Excellent. I use my whatever the undine equivalent of a tricorder is. Right. Uh so go ahead and what I would actually say is Tabris, you can assist on this. Uh mm -hmm. so Rez, you're gonna do a reason engineering. Uh Tabris, you're gonna do a reason medicine. The total difficulty on this is actually going to be a four. So Take that into consideration when you're spending threat slash momentum. You'd have to spend threat at this point, Rez. Yeah. But I do want that extra dice. Especially because I don't think I have anything that will give me a focus. Yeah, I don't think I have a focus either. Let's take a look. Let's uh, let's take a look at your focuses. Maybe I can throw you a okay. bone here. I do have. I do, on the other hand, have computer expertise, and computer expertise gives me a bonus dice when rolling uh, to to examine uh, alien computer or. How does how does Yeah, let me actually that? look up that talent because I figure that might come into play here. So let's see. Uh, whenever you attempt a task that involves the programming or study of a computer system. You may add a bonus d20 to your pool. Yeah, I would say that applies here. Yes. I got you one. Awesome. And I have no focus, however. All right. I got two oh, more. So close. So I'll offer you an opportunity. You can succeed at cost, but there's going to be a complication. Sure. Yeah. We're used to complications. We That is our bread and butter, I think. Give it to us. <laughs> All right. So uh, what happens, Rez, is when you scan Tim, quote unquote, uh, you realize something very important very quickly. 
um, attached to the brain is almost like an inhibitor, um, like a neural inhibitor that is actively suppressing um, the electrical signals passing between the four lobes of the brain. And just as a reminder, humans only have two. I don't think we know how many Undine have, but just take that as you will. Um, but this inhibitor is active and it is maybe insidious would be the right word to use here. Um, but it's one of those things where you definitely see the inhibitor. However, the complication is when you run the scan, uh, Tim immediately shifts in color and in demeanor. Um, the bluish holograms coming from its pauldrons uh, immediately shift to red. And Tim itself uh, moves into a, like a defensive posture, like he's trying to resist an attack of some sort. And a different voice, a more confident voice, comes from Tim and says, the hell are you doing? I never gave you permission for that. Uh, Tim, I literally just asked you, uh, and you did, in fact, give me permission. Um, but, I mean, if you're... Uh, hey, we, hey, it's just a scanning. It's just a scan here. Uh, I, can, uh, I can dump the data immediately. Troust, if you would, if you would be so kind... And just so I know as the Game Master, are you actually dumping the data or is Trous going to actually just sort of make it look like you've dumped the data? I mean, I mean, I would hope that I'm going to telepathically tell Trous to keep it, but move it off the screen so it looks like it's been dumped. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, uh, why don't we have the Trous do a roll here? Uh, Trous is going to roll a computers and a science here. With two dice? Uh, yeah, you're going to have to roll it twice, though, because I think the sheet only does uh, one for ship sheets. And the difficulty is only a one, so you've already succeeded. I almost want to just stop so we don't get this complication. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Okay, so you, you get the one. And yeah, sure enough, Rez, you show off the fact that the data's been dumped, and Tim, still in that sort of red hue defensive posture, says, fine, fine, then... By order of the, and there's a pause, and you see for a moment his pauldrons flicker back to that blue, but then they go back to being red. You are going to help me get the prisoners back in their cages. I mean, sure, we're, we're happy to help, but it, it seems like, um, I mean, listen, I, I know I said I dumped the data, but I did look at it. Um, it looks like you've got some sort of inhibitor mounted on the back of your... Of your, um, and it seems you also seem to have some sort of split personality thing going on. Um, are you sure that's what you want to do? Should we not see if we can't help you out first? I'm trying to think about how to do this in a task that would be fair. Uh, how would you feel about a presence and a presence in engineering? Uh, I mean, that seems pretty reasonable. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to say though is I am going to spend some thread here. Um, I will spend three threat to make it a difficulty of four. <laughs> Woof. Um, I mean, uh, there's no way on two dice. I mean, there's almost no way on two dice I'm getting four successes here. That might um, be a uh, determination spending moment. It might be a determination spending moment. But I would say you would have, looking at your focuses here... I could see an argument for infiltration, like it's it's a stretch, but I could see an argument for it. 
Um, I could also see maybe a, a survival as a stretch. <laughs> I was like, infiltrate, yeah, one of the espionage, infiltration, or survival I thought might be. All right, I am going to go what I don't know I can always learn. I'll mm-hmm. spend my determination as a off-the-bat success. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, with the, let's see if I can, with the two dice, get two more successes. Yes. You do indeed. Very nice. <laughs> and as you say this, Rez, as you know, the words quote unquote wash over Tim, the demeanor changes again. He goes back to sort of just casually floating there. The pauldrons and the coloring across his shell go back to being blue. And he says, Oh, um, sorry. What were we, what were we talking about again? Ah, well, y- you see, uh, you seem to have some sort of device, some sort of inhibitor, I would say. Um, although I'd, I'd rather my, I'd, I'd like my my medically oriented colleague here to take a look. But I think there's something sort of preventing you from operating at your full efficiency. Um, like someone's trying to sort of keep you from from full, fulfilling your your duties, uh, which I assume is how it, you've ended up uh, in the state you're in uh, with your with your ship having. Um, I think your your alternate self referred to them as prisoners crawling all over your hull. Alternate self? Um, I'm sorry, I don't really know what you mean. Oh, oh just a moment ago, you, you flashed uh, to a different uh, color palette and uh, and th- and threatened us real quick. Uh, but it's fine. And uh, actually, as you say that, I'm going to roll a challenge dice here because uh, there is something that can happen. Okay, so they stay blue, and they say, um... It explodes. No, no, no explosions. (laughs) But good idea, you know, maybe maybe I'll just save that for later. Um, But no, what happens is uh, Tim just sort of looks at Tabris now and says, Right, um, you're the medical one, I think? Oh yeah, that's me. Uh, Even though I think this is probably going to be more of an engineering type thing, because, well, you're not, like, a person. But I'm going to try anyway, uh, and, and see what I can see. Well, but a neural inhibitor, Tavris, that's a that's a well, yeah, yeah, the medical you know. equipment type deal. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll, you know, we'll take a look at it. Uh, can you can you uh, turn around for me? So um, I can get a good look. Sure. And he, he literally just sort of rotates on the spot. And uh, looking at your seat, Tavris, I'm trying to see: do you have a higher insight or a higher reason? Um, um reason. Definitely reason, yeah. Insight is your dump stat. So <laughs> let's see. I will give you a reason medicine here. Mm-hmm. I would say that parasitology, or however the hell you actually say it, would apply here in a way. Okay. Um, this will be at a difficulty of three, though. Um, what about quick study? Oh, this is a good point. If you have quick study, then that becomes a difficulty of two. All right, and I'll give you a threat to get an extra dice. Okay. <clears throat> because I'm Tabris, and I always have to roll at least three dice. As is tradition. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah! Four successes, which means you get two momentum. So, Tabris, you're looking at this neural inhibitor, and it's not like an exposed neural inhibitor. Like, you, you're still having to run, like, scans or having the trials, like, display a hologram of it. But what you're seeing is, I'm trying to find the right words for it out of character. If you will imagine, 
let me put it this way now that I think about it. You know how, in, in again, in humans, we have the two lobes of the brain. We have the left side of the brain and the right side. And I think it's the left side that's the creative, and the right side is, like, lo- logical and spatial. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's the other way around. Um, what you're seeing here is that the neural inhibitor is actually sort of suppressing not the communication between lobes like you initially thought, but what it's actually doing is acting as a regulator meaning it is keeping the brain from overloading on itself. But as you can see and as you've observed, it seems to be having an unintended side effect where, say, the right forward section of the brain is not adequately talking to the right back section of the brain in Tim. Um, Does it look like it is malfunctioning? I'll give it to you free. You're not a hundred percent sure. Your guess, an es- you know, like an educated guess, is that you don't know why this device is stopping the communication between the two halves that I indicated, but you're pretty sure it's supposed to allow communication between all sections of the brain. All right. Looking at it from a medical aspect of the fact that it's kind of like a regulated lobotomy to a certain degree i mean that would that's um, that's what i would have described it as had i thought of the words yes uh he is uh he's gonna see whether or not he can first predict what it might do if it wasn't there mm-hmm. and secondly see if there is a way to determine how it is supposed to actually function and see if he can, with Rez's assistance uh, from the engineering standpoint, mm-hmm. um, possibly repair it. Hmm. I think this definitely would be an insight medicine here. Um, I also think it would be a really high difficulty because even with quick study, I think mm-hmm. we're still looking at like a difficulty of four on this one. Okay. So he's going to, uh, so, so Rez, what we've got here is we've got a device that is supposed to regulate the, the uh, communication between the different quadrants of the brain. And he goes into like this really quick uh, and very uh, fast spoken, um, detailed about what it's supposed to do. Well, and then you see what we've got to do is we've tried to get to get it to regulate correctly. And I think, what I need is I need a little bit of assistance from you because it is mostly mechanical and I can, I can try to do uh, quite a bit of it, you know, myself, but I might need a little bit of your help. Uh, Tim, would you like to come back to our med bay so I can get a potential bonus to my role? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim just sort of says uh, med bay, right? Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to follow you. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. So I'm understanding you correctly. This would be like a communication hub in a positronic brain. Uh, exactly. Which is essentially not relaying the messages uh, as quickly or as efficiently as it could. Oh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and what I think we can do is we can potentially increase the gain in some in one of the areas of the actual probe itself. Um, you know, I, I like to normally say, uh, you know, hey, it isn't brain si- brain surgery, but in this case, it actually is. So we're really just modulating the balanced harmonic coupling on a positronic neural net is what you're saying yes oh okay that sounds i mean that sounds easy 
So yeah, if you can lay down here, Tim, uh, this will be as painless as I could possibly make it. Um, actually, I'm actually, uh, you know, pretty good at this, and um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. And uh, Tim, of course, does as you ask. It's still in that sort of hesitant, uh, not sure sort of demeanor. And yeah, what I'm going to say here is that uh, this is still going to be rather difficult here. Uh, let me double check the Trouse talent, because I think you do have the advanced sickbay, don't you? Uh, uh, nope. No. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to say then is it's still going to be a difficulty of four. After accounting okay. for you being uh, in a sick bay, mm -hmm. um, what I would say is, yeah, I'm not seeing any talents on the ship that would help you. Um, I'll spend some threat that, in addition to it being a difficulty of four, that the complication range will also be a 17 to 20 on this one. Um, oh, boy. So, Tabris, <laughs> you're going to do a control and a medicine Rez, you're going to be doing a control and an engineering. And computers as a focus? I can give you computers as a focus, yes. Awesome. All right, so control medicine. I am going to uh, spend my determination. Okay. Um, because you know, I just want to see what's out there. And this is the very unique uh, thing to be taking a look at. Mm -hmm. uh, I will spend are two momentum for an extra die. Okay. Um, I, and I think that's all I can do. And I've already got one success for I my good buddy ones. Rez. That's right. You know? So, all, all, you know, I, I won't even say that all I need is one. <laughs> Incoming complication rolls. Uh-huh. And... I don't believe I actually have a focus on this one. Yeah, I'm looking at your focus. I don't think you do. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it is. All right, and I've already adjusted the uh, complication range on my sheet, so it'll actually reflect. Okay. Or supposedly it'll reflect. Oh, yeah! All right, so that is a total of five successes. And uh, I believe that means one momentum. And what happens is... Uh, you know, Tavers and Rez working together, you are able to open up the back of the helmet or the head, and much like a positronic brain, yeah, or much right. like we see with Data, uh, where they sort of pop open his back and you see sort of the circuitry underneath, um, mm -hmm. you begin poking around and working on this inhibitor, and after a moment, or not really a moment, but after a little bit of working, um, I'm going to have a choice for you there, Tavris. Do you want to turn off the inhibitor? Or do you want to fix the inhibitor? I want to fix it. Okay. Then... Because, uh, actually, um, does it look like an add-on? Or does it look like uh, OEM? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, I would say it's definitely an add-on. This is not something that seems, quote-unquote, natural to Tim. What do, what do you think, Rez? Uh, should we just take it out or uh, fix it? I'm I'm a little concerned about just pulling it entirely. But we could just what if we what if we what if we uh, installed a remote and just we we reduced the gain to zero and then we can increase it as necessary. Oh, that's a good question. I, I I like that idea. Is there a way that we can 
install a um, basically a, a an ability to turn it on and off. I would say yes, but you're going to have to give me your momentum and a threat to do so. Done. All right. Done. So uh, with this quote unquote remote control installed, my question then becomes. It's going to start off. Start off. Okay. So once you finish up and you close the back hatch of the helmet, uh, Tim starts back up and sort of doesn't hop, but moves off of the table. And immediately they transition not to red, but they transition to almost like a purple. Mm-hmm. And the voice is uh, decidedly feminine this time. And uh, Tim, or whoever they are, uh, sort of looks around at everything and says, well, this is interesting. Um, hello, I'm not sure I've met you before. I am uh, known as the uh, Diln. Uh, or well, Vildin, perhaps. I'm uh, I'm Rez. This is Tabris. Uh, we just um, we just made some some modifications to your to your uh, to your operations, I guess. Um, uh, sort of at your at Tim's request. It seems like uh, you have a, a bunch of a bunch of names, uh, but Vilden, we're very nice. We're very uh, very pleased to meet you. So it yeah. appears that you had some sort of regulator installed in in your well. In your processing unit, and uh, Tabaris will like toss up the screen so that he uh, so that uh, uh, Vil can see it. Mm-hmm. And this was, uh, you know, interrupting the you know, trying to regulate the communication between the quadrants of your brain. And <clears throat> well, it looks like it was added after the fact, so I didn't want to completely remove it because I didn't know what kind of effects that would have on you. So what we did is we turned it off. Uh, but we did install a way for you to control it so that if, for example, you find that uh, um, you're suffering uh, like power overloads or anything like that, you'll be able to, to reactivate it and modulate its capacity. In old Earth culture, this kind of uh, operation or procedure used to be done if somebody was having seizures. This kind of uh, um, nullifier or, uh, you know... Uh, controller uh, would have helped prevent those types of seizures seizures so we didn't want to just remove it just in case it did did have an, a true medical purpose hmm. so Vildin uh, sort of looks at what you've displayed for them and they almost you know obviously you can't really read expressions on their uh, their face because they don't really have a face to look at but almost immediately there's a almost like a high-pitched whine. Uh, that begins coming from them. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out that this is some form of distress or some form of uh, maybe dismay here. And they almost put a hand to their head and says, you you have to turn it back on. You you have to turn it back on right away. All right. Uh, he slides it up. Okay. And as you slide it up, the purples shift away f- uh, back to the blue. And you return to, quote-unquote, Tim. And Tim just sort of looks around. Of course, the high-pitched whine dies out. And he says, oh, um, are, did you already do the procedure? Yes, Tim. Oh. oh, oh okay. Um, can, you, can you help me with um, my, my guests on my ship? 
Of course we can. Uh, yeah. Um, Tim, what we've what we've done, um, because we already explained it once, is we've given you sort of a, a on-off switch. Um, so we, you'll have the ability to, to turn the regulator off, if you like. Um, what I would say is, if you get into these situations again, after we help you this time, uh, maybe just uh, turn it off, and then you'll have the ability to, to, to process faster. Um, and then it's sort of in a, like an emergency, um, uh, what do I want? An emergency boost to your systems. Oh, um, I don't really know what you mean, but it sounds good. So I'll take your word for it. Um, the wine or the, uh, the sound of distress, mm -hmm. um, Tabris is, um, Tabris looks at Res and says, I think I have an idea for later. Oh, okay. Uh, Tim, would you like to stay here while we try and, uh, we've got some, we've got some grapples that we can use to try and. Uh, I assume that those crab things are supposed to be inside those cells on the inside ring. Does that sound about right? Yes. Um, they're they're supposed to be in their enclosures. Yes. Sebastian's. I I should be on my ship to coordinate that. Okay. Well, well, we can transport you back. Yes. Um. Let, let, let's let's do that. <clears throat> Uh, are you sure you don't want one of us to go with you? Maybe we'll maybe we'll come over, we'll send one of us over and then we'll we'll be able to relay back and forth. Um, although I, I, I know you did express a preference for us to for you for you to come here rather than the other way around. I and there's a moment's hesitation. I don't think you can come and visit me. I I'm sorry, I, I don't know why, but I just know that only I'm supposed to be over there. Okay. Fair enough. And yeah, what I would say at this point is, of course, uh, you... So, oh, go ahead. So, Tabris turns off the slider. Okay. So... It says, it says so, uh, Vil, uh, why shouldn't we be going to your ship? Okay. So, let me put it back to Vildin. <laughs> So when Vildin, the purple-hued version of them, comes back, um, almost immediately that high-pitched whine returns and says, you don't understand. I can't live with the voices. You have to turn it back on. Just please, for the love of anything you find sacred, turn that thing back on. And there's almost like a note of like genuine remorse and absolute distress and dismay there. Just record that sound. And then he turns the uh, the the slider back off. Okay, so it goes back to being Tim. And you know, there was Tim... a res. What I was thinking was making it so that the the device would automatically uh, re-regulate if the sound came on. Right. I mean, what if it sounds like it's just a matter of. Uh, I mean, if, if we're if we're looking at this from a purely um, from a purely engineering standpoint, her her comment about the voices makes it sound like she may just be receiving too many inputs all at once. And at uh, this just point, means maybe the communication hub is sending too many. At this point, I think you guys are starting to catch on, so I'm going to let you guys do a roll for it. 
Uh, Rez, you're going to be doing an insight engineering. Tabris, you're going to be doing an insight medicine. I'm going to be nice, and I'm going to spend... Well, I'm not really going to be nice, but I'm going to spend pretty much all of my threat remaining except for two to make this another difficulty four, but no complication range. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give you a threat. Okay. Because I'm Tabris, and I have to roll three dice. As is tradition. <laughs> Uh, wait, are we? What, which one of us is assisting the other? Uh, it sounds assisting, like you're assisting Tabris. Sounds like I'm assisting Tabris for sure. Um, right, computers so, is a focus. Yeah, I'll give you computers as a focus. You need two. Oh, I see. You that. need a two here. Here we go. Sorry. Oh, so close. So, let me put it this way: you, you know, with you two working together and sort of putting your brains together telepathically. Something doesn't sit right with you about all this. Like, if this was a purely mechanical being, you know, maybe Rez, you would have a point where, you know, their their quote-unquote brain is just too many inputs at once. But I think, Tabris, what's really hitting you right now is the fact that something's wrong with the organic components rather than mm -hmm. the mechanical ones. And unfortunately, I can't give you more than that because you didn't succeed. Have either of us tried to reach out telepathically to it? You haven't, to my knowledge. Uh, Rez will try that. Okay. So, Rez, I actually need you to roll me a fitness and a command at a difficulty of two. A reasonable... Uh, infiltration? I'm going to say no. Survival? Can I... Can I piggyback on his telepathy to try to reinforce his mind i'll let it happen but you're gonna have to give me two threat for the advantage okay all right so you're gonna also do a fitness command tabris um i don't think i yeah looking at your focuses unfortunately i don't think either of you have a focus in this one but at least it's a little bit more possible hey i got two I successes got the two you how many do we need just two oh then we're good yeah. Uh, why am I rolling? Get us a momentum. I can get a momentum. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> so Rez, you know, when you when you reach out telepathically, what happens is you don't brush against one mind. You brush against four minds. Yeah. And one of those minds is Tim. Like you sense Tim very easily, but the other three are dormant or otherwise inactive, and. I think it's fair for me to give you this at this point. It doesn't take a genius to figure out at this point that the inhibitor isn't so much an inhibitor as it is a bridge. Mm -hmm. Because those four quadrants of the brain, they aren't all the same brain. They are four separate brains being lashed together in a hodgepodge fashion. Oof. Can we modify the... Uh, regulator mm -hmm. to basically have a multitude of settings like one, two, three, four, one and two, one and three, one and four, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I would say it would be possible, but you're not sure what the effects would be. I, I, Tabris, even if we could, would we want to leave four distinct personalities all? sharing a same the same like physical husk 
well, sounds I, awful. Well, I mean, what I'd like to do is do that first, and then maybe we can reach a maybe we can reach a mine that is a little bit more agreeable. And who knows? Maybe there's more bodies over there that we can use. And if we do set it up this way, what I would recommend is that once every cycle, it randomly selects one of the four brains to start. It's right about then as you're debating this, that in your minds, the trial says, um, you're probably going to want to come look at this without Tim around. Uh-oh. All right. You go look at it, Rez. I'll stay here with Tim. All right. All right. All right. So, yeah, you return to the bridge, and what you're seeing uh, on the uh, the view screen is Troust has more or less put up a picture of the interior of the facility or the starship that you've approached. Now, you don't know how Troust has done this, but Troust is Troust, so she continually surprises you. Um, but what you're seeing of the interior is almost a bloodbath. You're seeing discarded cadavers, organic ones. You're seeing... Uh, bits of androids that have been torn apart. You're seeing gash marks on the uh, the walls. It more or less looks like a caged animal went loose and tore this place to shreds. Does it look like the crabs did it? No. What <laughs> Sorry, I would say. <laughs> what I would say is that the quote unquote Sebastians. There's no way. Like they have claws, but they don't have like tiger claws. If you get my meaning. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Tavris, maybe maybe we send the the robot person over, back over to the ship, to its ship, maybe. Because uh, I think um, I may have we may have found the missing crew. Um, they're not they're not really missing. They're 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 definitely s still over there. They've just you know changed states of matter. If you get my if you get my drift. Oh. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound good. Um, uh, so maybe, maybe, maybe we, maybe we get Tim to, 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 to go back over to his ship, and then maybe we can discuss whether we try and make any more modifications while he's not standing in our med bay. You know. Okay. All right, Tim. We're gonna send you home. Okay. Um. Yeah. Th thank you for what you did. Oh. It's, it's perfectly fine, Tim. So, of course, you uh, escort Tim back to the transporter room. Uh, if you want to do a roll, we can. Otherwise, you know, Tim's just going to go away. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tavris, you return to the bridge to see the same sort of uh, grisly display uh, that I described to Rez a little bit ago. Okay, so um, maybe one of the four brains is a psychotic killer? I mean, I listen. This is what I was sort of alluding to before. Like, if you took my brain out and put it in a in a mechanical shell, and then made me, you know, roll around in it with four other brains where I only had partial control, oh, three I brains, might also go crazy. Well, true. Um, uh, like this seems like a cruel way to lash intelligences together. No, I agree. Uh, is there any way that we can? Uh, scan the interior of the ship to see if there's any other, well, Tim's? Trust? You certainly may, yeah. Uh, go ahead and uh, I'm trying to think if this would be a reason science or a reason medicine, because I think they could both apply here. Uh, let's, let me ask this. Are you specifically looking for more Tim's or are you looking for just general uh, 
just a general feel of what's on the inside. General feel of what's on the inside. All right, then that's going to be a reason science. Uh, Brian, if you want to get the Troust's uh, sensor science, sure. the difficulty on this is a three. Uh, Rez is not our science guy? No, I am. What's your science? <laughs> Four. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you need to roll. Uh, I'm the science the, guy. All yeah, right, so yeah, reverse that. Roll. Yeah, so John, you do the ship, and Brian, you do you do res. Sensor science for the ship? Yep. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I'm not rolling a science roll. <laughs> survival is a... You know what? I'll give it to you. I will give you survival because you're trying to sort of read the interior and what's happened there. And what I was the difficulty again? Uh, difficulty is a three. Okay. Or two. Now that I got well, one. Here's, There's here's, the here complication. Had to happen. We, we got here finally. <laughs> All right. So do you want to, I guess you've already spent your determination. So I don't think there is a way for you to reroll here. So I, I think, think so. what happens. Challenge of value. Well, you could. You could challenge a value. I don't know that I have any. Yeah, I'm looking at your values. I'm not really seeing a good one to challenge. No, me neither. All right, so I think what's going to happen is when you scan, uh, and we're going to go back to this map for this, uh, when you scan, you don't really get a full grasp of the interior of this uh, this facility. But what's going to happen is part of that complication is that as you do this scan, the two nearest crabs sort of... I guess you would say jump or otherwise propel themselves at the troust. And you now have two crabs on the exterior of the troust. Oh, of which God damn it. Troust herself goes, um, okay, so I've got crabs. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, let's, uh, first things first, let's get rid of these crabs. Um, Trouster, you can deploy the bio cables from anywhere, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think you understand they're, I can't like fling them away when they're on me like this. No, but if we if we made a if we made a quick turn, uh, and then used their momentum to uh, aid the bio grappler as it fired out from underneath them, that might be able to shake them, one at a time. Well, whatever you're doing, do it before they clip off my wing. Oh, nope, they've clipped one off. Great. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, let's do it. All right, uh, Tavris is going to. Uh... So basically, fire one, uh, fire an engine forward, and fire another engine in reverse. Okay. So it's going is... to spin the troust. Yeah, I got you. I know where you're going with this. So go ahead and do me a daring and a con, and I have what two threat remaining? Yeah, this seems like a good point to spend it. I'll make it a difficulty of three. So daring a con, difficulty of three. The troust will assist you with an engines con. All right. Uh, hand -to -hand combat. No, you can't do hand-to-hand -hand combat with a ship. No. <laughs> but good try. I, you know, I appreciate the effort, all the same. Helm operations. I will give you helm operations. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right so... and I am going to spend the momentum. Okay. That's you have... one. Got, got one from the ship. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Four go. successes, which means you get the momentum right back. So what I would say is actually with your uh, number of successes there, uh, you are able to... Oh, we get two more momentum. 
Very nice. And what I would say is that you have an option here. Um, as you spin the ship, you are able, and I have to move you so I can grab the crabs. You are able to sort of dislodge one of the crabs, but if you give me another momentum, you can dislodge both of them at the same time. Oh, look at that. There it is. All right. So the trout spins and the crabs uh, more or less uh, fling off into space, like not tremendously far away, but they're definitely sort of flailing about, like unable to propel themselves anywhere. They're they're very much helpless at this point. All right, let's leave the Sebastians where they are for now, uh-huh. yeah, and then we'll sure. go back and get them because they seem to be okay. They're, and they're not moving very quickly. I mean, they clipped off a wing. Can we pick that back up so uh, Trust can can reattach it? I'll I'll uh, I'll try to grapple uh, the wing that's flying away. <laughs> okay. Uh, trying to see here. Let's see. Why don't you do an actual tractor beam task here? Because that's essentially what you're doing. Just have to find where it is. There it is. Okay. Uh, you're rolling a control, no security. And the trowel will assist you with a structure security. Uh, the difficulty on this will be a two. Structure security check. Uh, shipboard tactical systems. It is a tactical system technically, so yes. Hey! All right, so three successes, which gets your momentum back. And yeah, so do you just want to grapple onto the uh, the crabs, or do you just want to put them back where they were? Like, tell me, what are you doing once you've got a hold of them? Uh, we were trying to get the wing back. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Sorry, I I heard crabs and was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can get the you can get the wing back very easily, and it very very uh, elegantly reforms and bio regenerates with the rest of the trials. Excellent. Yeah, we'll I mean, get we want to take. We we'll always get the take... Sebastians later. We always take real good care of the trousers. It's all I'm saying. Certainly we not. Never uh, her, we never put her in any risk. No, no. We sure never do that. No. No, not uh, not an ominous uh, half a year from now when you blow up half the trousers just because you should. <laughs> oh, boy. But no, uh, yeah, you are able to uh, reclaim the trousers to full capacity. And yeah, what do you guys do from here? I hate to say this, Russ, but I think we got to go over there. Oh, I hate that you said that too, but I agree. I mean, it's not like we could catch any space diseases, uh, but uh, I mean, we could, we could get, we could have to fight a robot thing. And and I mean, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate this, but I'm not very good at the fighting. Oh no, I know. Okay. But we've got this. The right, the slider. Hmm. Agreed. We, we do have that. That's for sure a thing that we for sure have. And uh, wow. Troust uh, speaks up and says, I mean, what do you, what would you be going over to the do? Take scans? Get into the computer? Um, Potentially look for more Tim bodies. Uh, so you mean, I was thinking we would access their logs to find out how they got into this state. Yeah, the I mean, there's a have, whole like, bunch of different log, things. Right? Can, you, can you just uh, access their logs from here, Troust? Not off the top of my head, but if you were to employ my encryption and decryption algorithms, you might be able to break through. That sounds good. That sounds better than going over there. All right. Um, uh, Is computer hacking security or engineering? I would say it's probably a little bit of both. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to treat this as sort of like a unique style of task where... Um, if you guys are familiar at all with the signals jamming task, 
um, it's a variable difficulty. So let me lay everything out and I'll explain what I mean. So uh, what you would be doing, Res, you would be doing a daring engineering. Tavris, you'd be doing a daring security. And you would have no assist from the ship. But uh, the difficulty is something that you all determine. So, for example, if you decide to do it at a difficulty of one and you succeed, then I'm going to give you information that would be at a difficulty of one. If you do it mm-hmm. at a difficulty of two, I do it at that level, difficulty three, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's sort of like a risk-reward where the more successes you try to shoot for, the more information I can give you. The downside is that if you shoot for really high difficulty and you do not succeed, I don't give you any information. So you have yeah, to determine nothing. You have to determine this, uh, what's the risk. Is this a roll slash assist, or is it two separate rolls? Uh, this is an assist. And I will give uh, you computer expertise res, so you are getting that additional die to start with. And I would get security, so, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a, uh, so with an assist, he doesn't get that extra die, right? No, he does, because he's still doing the main role. Oh. Or at least oh, I'm no, assuming he's still he doing the main role. If he was to assist. No, if he does the assist, then he does not get the extra die. I I think uh, you should take the main lead. All right. I think we should shoot for a difficulty three. I was going to say four. All right, four. Because if, if we spend if we spend these other two momentum. dice, yeah, as I say, <laughs> if we spend the if we spend the other two momentum, I can get four dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I mean, I uh, think that's if, pretty good. With computers as a focus, I should mm-hmm. be able to. I mean, I, I don't see any way that we would miss, right? Especially oh, I do. You, especially with you <laughs> assisting. This so is gonna go. This happen. is gonna go. Su- this whole night has gone super well. This is gonna be. Look at that! Wow! I already Holy did it. Cow. Wow! Nice. Holy <laughs> cow! It's, it's called pushing your hubris. <laughs> I love it. Well, Tavris, let's let's see if you get a complication. Wow. We have to see if you get a complication. Okay, no complication. <laughs> And so, just got uh, three back. Uh, four, uh, two actually, because oh, you did difficulty back. four. Mm-hmm. So, Rez. All right, that was a good call on the four diff. Thank yeah. you. So, Rez, you immediately gain almost full access to the ship. And I'm going to give you mostly because, you know, I don't want to just info dump at you, but mm-hmm. we're going to split it up. So, you see that there are uh, personal logs, you see that there are. Uh, mission statements, and you see that there are cargo statements. Which would you like me to go over first? Uh, well, since the cargo is probably the most important thing at the moment, or the least important thing at the moment, we can skip that. Um, I'm going to go personal logs first, and then we'll see. Probably go personal mission statements. Cargo is the. Okay. That was a very non-groundskeeper role, by the way, Riz. Yeah, that was that was entirely off brand, but I love it. I was gonna say, like, we this whole night has gone very well for us. So I, I figured, like, I just pushed that, <laughs> see, because uh, eventually it's gonna fall apart. But but it didn't have to now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rez, you're looking through the logs of uh, the personnel that were on this ship, and they start off fairly benign. Uh, and I'm doing this more of a narrative fashion than doing all the logs specifically because we'd be here forever. Um, But if you will sort of imagine, it starts off fairly innocuous. Um, They are a species known 
as the Otoids, and I'm going to put that in chat because there's no way in hell you'll be able to spell it. Uh, so the Otoids are a bunch of terraformers. Um, they go around and more or less terraform uh, Class D planetoids into livable Class Ls or actual Class Ms. And the way they do that is those crab-like creatures are actually living nanomachine colonies that are able to do the terraforming process. So they basically go to a, a planetoid or a planet, they drop a crab on it, and they come back in like 20, 40 years, and it's already terraformed. So they do this because they are sort of gardeners, or at least that's the feel you're getting. Like, they don't do this to expand an empire. They do this to just be a sort of like a, to borrow your own phrase, they, they almost like a groundskeeper where they literally are just trying to make the universe, make the galaxy a better place. And everything's hunky-dory for a while. Like, you see maybe a period of about a year, maybe two year where everything's fine. But then, about two weeks ago, there's an entry that concerns you. And it is probably what you're guessing, that one of the crew started becoming psychotic, started attacking the others. And what happened was, is they were restrained, they were put in um, some form of a holding cell. However, there was an outside aggressor that they don't really know what this outside aggressor does. And there's almost like a period of corruption or a period where the logs aren't coherent. But the last log that you see comes from someone you have already met. Uh, you remember Vil, right? Mm -hmm. You do see an entry by Vil. And she says specifically, they're all dead or... Their brains have all been put into suspended animation. I can't live with the fact that this would happen. I I can't go on like this. I I don't want to be alone. I I see no other option but to graph the four remaining together, including myself. I mean, one's better than none, right? I don't know, but this is my final log entry, and it ends there. Oh, boy. Well, Tabris, this is not a fun story. Also, I don't know that those um, Sebastians need to go back into those cages. Uh, we could probably just... Uh, what's? Are there any planets in the system? Uh, there's actually not a system right now. You are literally just or sort just of in, in between the in void. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just a, it looks like the, the Sebastians are uh, terraforming creatures. They're, they're specifically meant to leave to terraform places. Um, it looks like this, uh, this Tim that are, or filled in as we, or the, whoever the third person is, look like it's, uh, essentially the, what remains of the crew after an outside aggressor attacked them, um, or not an outside aggressor, sorry, but an internal aggressor. Somebody went crazy, uh, leaving only one person remaining, but then they got real lonely and lashed the remaining brains to themselves. Uh, it is it is uh, sad, but I don't think we can help them. What do you think, Tabris? Um, I, 
Um, well, I mean, failing them having any equipment that we could, I, I think we should see if we can make frames for the other ones. Sure. I mean, if we, but we don't know which one's the psychotic one or if the psychotic one's still attached. We'd have uh, to be I very think, careful. I think we could tell before we activate them, just connect with the brain. Then Trialstaster speaks up. Uh, my guess is the red one. Yeah, I would, oh, yeah. I would say that's probably. Um, I mean, however, if we if we do this, then we've we've just created some new life forms. Uh, unless you're planning on using that their tech. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, but then I mean, then we won't know what we've unleashed under the the non fluidic universe. Well, I mean, as long as we can figure out which one is the is the red one, which should be fine. Uh, we take the slider, we we create the one to four, we cycle through the four, see which one turns it red. We won't give that brain a new body, but we'll give the other three a new body. And and these people were great. They were going around and terraforming planets. I mean, that does sound pretty good. I, 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 think, the, I think these people would be a great addition. We just I mean, need to figure out which one to get rid of. Uh, well, uh, is there a way that we can single out each one and ask them if they'd like us to do this? I, well, like what I, I would said, I think I think the uh, changes we can make to the device to make it so that each quadrant can be dominant, I, I mm -hmm. think we could address each one. What I would say, though, real quick, is that in order to enact this sort of change to the slider, you would have to get Tim or Vildin or whoever they're going by at the current moment. You have to get them back on your med bay table. Yeah, I think Tim is pretty agreeable. I mean, also, we probably have a lock. They're the only thing moving around over there. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Well, the advantages of not having that pesky prime directive. Exactly. I, all right. So it sounds like Tim wants to get these things back into their holding cells. So let's help him with that. And mm -hmm. then once we've done that, maybe we bring Tell him back come over. over and have a yeah. party with us. Sure. I mean, let's not call it a party. Let's not lie to him. But we'll tell him that we, we've come up with what we think is a good idea to help uh, set him on the path for future success. And, okay. then, uh, well, and then we'll, uh, we'll address each one. Uh, did you have other logs to look through? I mean, there's just a cargo log and a, um, and a mission, uh, oh. mission log. Take a look at their mission log, but uh, see if we're correct in the, the fact that those center... Uh, sections are all cubicles. Good point. Good point. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'll review the missions, the mission logs, or mission statements. Okay. So you do confirm that they are indeed quote unquote groundskeepers. You do confirm that the ship's purpose is to go around seeding planets to make them, you know, livable. And you mm -hmm. do confirm that the holding cells, quote unquote, are indeed that they're meant to contain the terraforming creatures uh, best they can. Uh, however. Uh, as you're doing all of this, uh, what you're noticing is that there is a reference in the cargo logs to a chemical you have never heard of before. Um, and I'm going to put it in chat and then attempt to say it because, you know me, I pick names I can't say. Um, it is known as Aldesnen or Aldesnesen. 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 There you go. And... You don't know what it is, but you do get the chemical composition, which if you tell Tatris, they'd be able to, you know, roll me something and see if they figure out what it is. 
Hey, Tabris, can you look at this? I don't think I've ever seen this chemical before. Um, okay. And yeah, Tabris, go ahead and roll me a Reason Medicine difficulty of two. Hey, look, I'm going to be giving you... Well, <laughs> As is tradition. Uh-huh. As is tradition. Um, I don't think I have any sort of focus on this one. No, I'm not saying one that would really help you here. Hey, three successes. You get the momentum right back. Nice. So, Tabers, you know, this is an educated guess. You're not 100% confirmed true. But what I would say is this drug, if taken in extreme quantities or if someone were to accidentally dose themselves with too much of it, they would turn psychotic. Oh, yeah. We need to get all that off the ship. Uh, and what are we going to do with it? Uh, well, well, we'll keep it here until we can just uh, eject it into a sun or blow it up or whatever. Oh, oh, so we can use it for target practice later. All right, cool. Uh-huh. But uh, what happens is you say this, Trous actually goes, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. They said somebody went psychotic, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What if they were exposed to this drug thing? Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Um, that was the assumption, yeah. Uh, actually, if we can bring some of it on, I could potentially design a counteragent. Uh, I mean, maybe we right. can maybe we can fix red. I mean, presumably the chemical either it either made. Listen, I don't know how brains work. I'm just going to lay that out there to start with. But presumably it either made permanent changes to the biochemistry or it would have worn off by now. Right. Right. But, you know, just like it made uh, biochemistry uh, uh, changes to the brain, I may be able to make something that makes uh change that counteracts the change okay okay uh, now leaving that aside for just a second are we saying that if we um fix this this brain that killed everybody on their ship that then we just give them a body and let them go um because i i mean listen i i know that they were just otoids and you know like whatever but they they were a bunch of other people that got killed and i don't know i mean his... oh no i think i think we should uh I think we should leave it to the other three to decide the fate of the one. Oh, yeah, okay. That seems... You know what? That's a, it's, it's that's a remarkably... So- it's their society. You know what? Uh, you know what? I shouldn't have even questioned. That's you know that's a remarkably uh, prescient thought that you had, uh, Tabris, and I, I should have just asked you outright in the first place. Oh, well, gee, thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let let's uh, let's hail them and let Tim know that we're going to help him with his crab problem, and that afterwards we have some we also have some other good news. Okay. Wonderful. So you know, uh, you you get Tim back on the horn, and he's very happy to hear that you're ready to help with the crabs or the Sebastians, and he says, um, "Yeah, just uh, get them close to the uh, the entrance to each, and I can take it from there." Awesome. Trust right. this should be but this should be pretty easy with the biograplers. Yeah, we'll just. Grab well, on to each one, fly it over. Assuming that that's not a problem. And what I would say is that you remember those two crabs that you sort of flung out into, you know, empty uh-huh. space? Uh, what you're seeing is that in their claws, uh, the claws open up and almost like a, like a pylon or some sort of 
uh, emitter. There's these little like disruptor type things that are emitting from the crabs. <laughs> and the trowel says, well, either they've started firing disruptors at us or they're doing something that was a problem. How how did the how did the Sebastians get weapons, Tabris? Have you been uh, wait? Have you been no, storing weapons on the outside no, of the hull again? No, they're they're uh, uh, nano machines. They create what they need. But why would disruptors be a shields thing? Shields up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go to red alert as uh, shields go up, and not a moment too soon as disruptors uh, hit your shields. And I'm gonna roll. I don't think it's gonna do really any damage, but I'll roll it just for giggles. Okay, actually, uh, what is your resistance? I forget. Uh, what is your resistance? I have my red alert uh, setting for my lights. Let's so here see. We go. Let's see if I can get it to work. There it goes. Okay, so you have a resistance six, which means that that roll of six, because it's vicious one, because they're disruptors. Um, the disruptor blasts hit the shield, but you don't take any damage. The shields hold. All right, we're gonna slowly start towing the the two aggressive ones to their uh, to their rooms. Uh, let's make it not even slowly. Let's do it as quickly as possible. Yes. All right. So I'm going to give you guys an option that I love giving my uh, my players. You can either do a high risk, high reward single task, or you can do an extended task. I mean, I how think... high how high risk is our <laughs> high risk option? Uh, what I would say is that your high risk, you would have up to two attempts at it. It would be a difficulty of four. But every time you fail at it, the crabs are going to shoot at you. All right, we're going to try the high risk, high reward. Yeah. Okay. So again, this is going to be treated like a tractor beam style task where you're going to be doing a control and a security. The ship will assist you with a structure security. Again, the difficulty is a four. Uh, you're also getting uh, one threat because I don't have enough to get myself two dice otherwise. Okay. <laughs> and the ship says one success. Okay, you need three more. And then Tavaris goes for... Dun, dun, dun. Two! Two. Three successes total. Yeah, so not the four you needed. Uh, do you want to challenge a value here? Um, yeah, sure. We get a momentum back. Okay. Um, uh, let's go ahead and... Oof. Do I have anything to challenge? Let's take a look. Yeah, we're going to challenge looking for adventure. Okay. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you, re how you would challenge that, because I'm curious. Uh, because, you know, um... Looking for adventure was just kind of like going without focus, just kind of blasting into the blasting into space without any real design. Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, Tabris actually has a a, a pretty defined plan mm -hmm. uh, that he's going with. He's he's not just you know let the chips fall where they may right now. Okay. It's, He's he's being very methodical about this. He really wants to get get things straight. All right, yeah, I and, think that's and uh... his new value is going to be something on the lines of uh, planning, uh, you know, um, measure twice, cut once type uh, yeah. value. I think that's good character growth. So yeah, uh, you can re-roll those two zeros or really as many dice as you want. 
Oh, we're going to just do the two zeros. <laughs> oh, come on. Just one? Come on. Come on, one. Oh! Uh, uh, all right, so uh, what's going to happen is, unfortunately, uh, you try to use the bio grappler cables to get a hold of the the, uh, the Sebastians, and every time you try, either the bio grappler cables are literally like shot away, like you deflect like a an incoming boomerang, like you'd shoot the boomerang and the boomerang would deflect off, you know that kind of a thing, mm -hmm. or the crabs otherwise dodge out of the way, which means that the crabs are now going to get two shots at you. Again, probably are not going to do a whole lot of damage because they're they're only rolling three dice here, and I I'd, I'd have to. Uh, get effects on all of them. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say at this point, yeah, so your shields just get pinged again. All right, we'll try again. Okay. Uh, this time giving you two threat. Okay. And we'll do the same rolling. Control security. Four dice. Come on, Trust, give me one success. Oh, two successes from the ship. Very nice. Ship's got you covered. There you go. There's your four that you need. Very nice. So, uh, even with the uh, Sebastian, oh, you get a threat. Hey, nice. Even with the Sebastians flailing about and shooting at you, you're able to get them back to their enclosures. And what happens is once you drag the uh, creatures near one of the holding cells, um, actual tractor beam emitters lance out and grab them. And much like you would see on a Starfleet vessel where uh, shuttles would come in, uh, that's sort of what what happens here is the tractor beams lead them in and then a force field erects so that they don't escape. So because you did high risk, high reward, uh, you are able to get all seven back where they should be. And after all of them are secured, you get a hail from Tim. All right, bring it up. And uh, Tim says, um, thank you. Um, I don't remember what I do next, but... This is good. This, this, I, I know that this is a good thing. Uh, Tim, we may actually be able to help you with that last part. Uh, if you want to come back over to our ship, we can, uh, we might be able to, to, to help you out with that. Oh, um, okay. I'll, um, I'll just transport me over, I guess. Yeah, we'll All do right. that in just a few moments. Uh, Riz, uh, in the cargo, was there anything that we could use for potential bodies? Oh, uh, I don't know. let's review it. Uh, I pull back up that cargo manifest. Mm -hmm. And I think based on not only uh, your Undine knowledge, but just your general feel of what's going on, if you wanted to, you could probably make about six new bodies if you really wanted to. Yeah, we just need three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. So we, yeah, we'll, we'll I'll start, I'll start making bodies. You, you start um, talking to the Tims or I mean, not all Tim's, mm -hmm. obviously, but... I get what you mean. All right, so uh, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit here um, to sort of do a montage where, uh, Rez, you're creating bodies, Tavish, you're going through each of the quote-unquote brains to get a feel for them. And I don't think a role is going to be required here because, again, the Indeed are masters of biology, even biomechanical biology. And I think where this all leads is you do get the three. Um, you get Tim, quote unquote. You get uh, Vil. 
And you also get the third entity whose name is, let me find it in my notes. Uh, you also get an individual known as Crud, K-R-U-D. And okay. Crud is going to be a yellow. And okay. tell you what, I can actually tint these. I forgot I could tint these. So he's yellow, uh, Vil is purple, and Tim is blue. All right. So uh, at this point, uh, Rez, you have already made, uh, you know, another body for the quote-unquote red one. But Tavris, you have just finished transferring Crud to their new body. Uh, Tim and Vil are sort of a little bit in a daze, but they're not like, you know, whining or otherwise in distress. Well, hello, everybody. Um, I'm Tavris. This is Rez. Hey. Um, Vil, uh, we were able to access some information. Um, I believe you are the person who first created this procedure. Um, we've expanded on it and uh, given everyone their own body. Um, I hope you're all feeling okay. Yeah, we're, uh, and this is Vil talking. Yeah, we're, we're fine. About as fine as we can be. There, there was um, another mind. Um, Helen, did, what did, what did you do with Helen? Now we've determined that Helen is responsible for, um, the, the deaths on your station. Well, at least we suspect that's the case. Um, but it was an effect of a chemical that we found in your cargo manifest. Um, and well, I think we should leave it up to you all, uh, the fate of Helen. And, you know, Tim sort of looks at the others and says, I, I don't remember anything bad about Helen. He was, he was always a good kid, uh, did his job well, uh, never really gave us a reason to yell at him. And then Crud speaks up and Crud is a, Crud is a more masculine, more of a gruff voice. And he says, he, he killed all of us, or he tried to kill all of us. I... Even with a chemical affecting him, I'm not so sure we should trust him again. Uh, but then Vil speaks up and says, I think we should give him another chance. It's, at this point, it's 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 better than the, the life we were living just a few hours ago. Well, I have a suggestion if you'd like to hear it. And they all sort of nod at you. Um... How about we put Helen in a less, uh, let, let's just say a child version of what we've created for you, a more controllable version. And uh, Crud actually speaks up in that and says, that would be no better than killing him. Uh, Otoids like ourselves, we don't do, I guess what you would call slavery. Oh, no, and not slavery. Uh, I'm just talking, uh, you know, give them a life, give them the ability to contribute, but not make make them a, a little less powerful and a little less threatening to you. Mm, still does not sit well with me. And okay. uh, Vil sort of, you know, echoes that sentiment says, yeah, I mean, it, it would bring him back, quote unquote, but I don't think it's fair to force that sort of thing on him. And Tim doesn't really say anything. He just sort of 
glances wistfully out into the distance or best you could tell anyway. Uh, the other thing that we could potentially do um, is take Helen with us and we can put him somewhere. I mean, we could drop him on a planet with one of those Sebastians. With one of the Sebastians. And the three sort of look at each other and they sort of nod at each other and then uh, Vil speaks up and says, let's, let's do that. Um, that will at least give them a chance at life. That will give them a chance to rebuild and reflect on what they've done and maybe one day we can come back and pick them up. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Um, I'd also recommend getting uh, uh, allowing us to rid your station of the chemical that caused the issue. I don't have a problem with that, says Crud. Right on. All right. Um, well, it was great meeting you. Uh, again, this is Rez, and I'm Tabaris, and and our ship, uh, her her wonderful name is Troust. Um, <clears throat> we're with the groundskeepers, and he gives him the whole PR speech. The whole PR speech, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you know, you do as you said, you know, you uh, tidy up their station slash ship. Uh, you grab one of the crabs and you put Helen in a body and you deposit them on a nearby class D planetoid. Thing, before wait, before thing, we said, leave. Yes, before yeah, you leave. One go thing ahead. that Tabaris wants to try to do mm -hmm. is potentially negate the effects that the chemical had on Helen's brain mm -hmm. before we drop him on the planet. Uh, also, I I would like to have Troust, like I want them to give me access to their station, like record the the, the station logs. Mm -hmm. So essentially, I can confirm that Helen was the actual one who went crazy because I know we came to that conclusion, but it was on some pretty spurious evidence. Mm -hmm. That's true. So let's do that in order. Um, because I wasn't sure if uh it would be better to wrap it up in a narrative fashion, but you guys bring up good points. Uh, yeah, so Rez, go ahead and roll me a, uh, and because it is you accessing the logs, not Tabris, I need you to do an insight security difficulty of one. Oh, goodness. And then Tabris. Does ship help? Uh, the ship does not help him on this, unfortunately. But Tabris, uh, to do the. Infiltration? Or computers? That's I'll give you computers or infiltration. Tabris, you're going to be rolling a daring and a medicine for your part. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the difficulty on you would be a two. All right, and of course you're getting a threat. the momentum you just earned. Yeah. Stop. Okay, there we go. I think no, it's still not. Let's try that again. Um, you said daring what, medicine. What am I rolling? Daring medicine. Daring medicine. Mm Oh, All right, yeah. hey, you get uh, three successes. So, in order, Rez, you confirm the fact that, yes, the chemical was spilled, Helen was exposed, and that's confirmed there. Tabris, you are able to develop a counter-agent. Now, it's going to take a little bit to work, so the whole putting him on a planet, coming back later, good idea, but it's going to take a little bit of time to work. Mm -hmm. All right. So, with those two things in mind... You do sort of send Vil, Crud, Tim. You send them on their way. You take Helen 
and a crab, or Sebastian. You put them on a nearby Class D world, and then you sort of go on your way, and sort of the last scene of today is just uh, you two sitting on the bridge of the Troust, and uh, the Troust, uh, Troust herself just sort of looks at you all and says, that was, um, that was interesting. Uh, I, uh, I wonder if we'll see anything more of them. I hope so. I mean, it's nice of them to just sort of wander around uh, improving planets for other people to use. Yeah, rather, rather selfless of them. I, I wish there were more like that out there. Agreed. You know, Tabris, I think we're really, we're really coming together as a team. This, this, went, this mission went really well. I think it did. I think our next mission is going to go even better. Yeah, I bet you we're going to do a fantastic job the next time anything comes up. Uh-huh. And, uh... and, and with that, uh, uh, I would picture the end scene being uh, Tabris and the Troust, at least, maybe not Rez, uh, singing uh, Tomorrow, Tomorrow <laughs> from Annie as they're uh, going off into space. I love it. And that is where we'll end. So yeah, that is session five of Groundskeepers. What'd you guys think? It sounds like you guys had fun. I, I thought good. it yeah. was great. I thought it was great. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, I am doing something new uh, with all of my streams, and that is running credits. So uh, Twitch, stick around for a little bit longer. But YouTube, I'm just going to roll credits, and then uh, we'll go from there. So uh, here we go. Right, so obviously, uh, and this this is something the stream can hear. Obviously, uh, thank you all so much for the follows. It uh, means a lot. And what I'm going to do is after the credits roll, I'm actually going to send you all over to go see Choco Jacks, and just go ahead and uh, 